I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me is the Director of Cultural Affairs for the City of Wilmington and no stranger to Delaware State of the Arts, Tina Betts. Welcome, Tina. Hi, Paul. Good to see you again. Not that we Glad don't see each other. chatting with you today as, as yeah. my, my farewell interview with Delaware yes. State of the Arts. Uh, I couldn't think of a better guest to have than and an artist that I've worked with and an administrator that I've worked with for, I think, the full length of my career here with the Division of the Arts. You're absolutely right. It's been, it's been decades. Yes, it has been, <laughs> even though we're each in our 20s. Um, well, I don't know how that happens. Yes. Yeah, that, that being said, our, we're here today to talk about Clifford Brown and the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. And it's, I believe you said, off-air 34th year. Yeah, it's in its 34th year. It began in the uh, late 80s, and uh, there's been an annual festival every single year since then. Well, for our listeners who are not as familiar with Wilmington or Clifford Brown, tell us a little bit about Clifford Brown and uh, how that has evolved into this annual celebration, and now really a year-round celebration of him and his life. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, well, Clifford Brown um, was born right here in Wilmington, just a few blocks from Rodney Square. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the lot where his childhood house uh, was um, has, a, has, um, has a historic marker on it, um, recognizing him and his contributions to the arts through, the, through jazz music. Um, he had a fairly short career because he died very young in a tragic car accident. Um, but the uh, impression he left um, on the, the jazz world um, worldwide has just, it's indelible. And uh, there are people who still use him as um, inspiration today for making music. So he grew up in Wilmington, went to school here in Wilmington, and his uh, young and uh, unfortunately short-lived career took place here in the Wilmington area, uh, but also uh, far beyond Wilmington, correct? Yeah, he, um, he did a lot of performing in Europe. Uh -huh. um, and of course, you know, uh, you know, here in the United States. Um, yeah, he performed a lot in this very short time. Um, his compositions, many of them have become jazz standards like Joy Spring, for example, Dawood. Um, that just uh, happens, uh, you know, you hear them all the time when you're listening to um, any jazz radio or if there are bands covering, covering jazz music. And as you said, he went to Howard High School mm -hmm. um, back in the day. So he definitely is one of those, and when you use the word native son, he's definitely a native son of Wilmington. Mm -hmm. So what were the origins then of the festival? Because it started as an annual festival, I believe, and it has uh, grown far beyond that, but let's let's focus on the roots of the festival itself. Yeah, when it, when the festival first started, it was not named uh, for Clifford Brown. It was called Jazzin' on the Square. I um, mean, it was held in Rodney Square, as it is still to this day. Um, and a couple of years after the festival started, there was, um, you know, a some advocacy from community members to, to, to rename it after Clifford Brown. And uh, the city decided it was a good idea. And so ever since then, that was the early 90s, um, it's been the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival. And it, it has grown. Um, over the years, it's been 
from, I think we began in the 80s with three days and the longest it went, I was back in the early 2000s, it was a week long festival. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, four days and this year it's five days for the festival. Um, but as you mentioned, the, you know, the, the acknowledgement of Clifford Brown music and, and I think even broader than that, jazz, which is, you know, American, the American born music. Um, we celebrate it all year round through uh, Clifford Brown year round. We started last year um, on Clifford Brown's birthday um, at, at the end of October and did a monthly performance series um, to, you know, that we call Clifford Brown year round. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe most years the festival has been in the, in June. Is that right? But this year it is August 4th through 8th. Uh, was this uh, in part pandemic uh, related? It was directly and absolutely <laughs> pandemic related. I mean, it was difficult to know early in the year what June was going to look like as right. far as the CDC and state guidelines. And so we decided, you know, we really wanted to do to do this year, this year. We didn't want to pick a date that was more likely to be canceled than not. So we uh, pushed it out to August and mm -hmm. figured, you know, the way things were going by August, maybe we had a really good chance of pulling this off as a live event uh, back in Rodney Square. Now, last year you did, I believe, sort of a virtual festival, which Actually, uh, I mean, I, I was able to uh, witness some of it down on Market Street with the big screens out in front of the Grand uh, with you hosting. Uh, I bet you're glad to be back outside again. <laughs> yeah, you know, last year it was an experience that I'm glad uh, I had. Uh, it was very, it was very, very different. Uh, different. We had, we actually had, we uh, clocked like 40,000 views um, from 88 different countries. So, I mean, it, you know, it was, it was a success. However, you know, it simply just was not the same as being out live in Rodney Square and, uh, you know, seeing all of the people that gather in, their, in Rodney Square. Some people have been to the festival every single year. Yeah. Since we yeah. started doing it and they meet up with other people um, that they meet up with once a year. And as you mentioned, uh, yeah, it has always been it was always in June. Um, and so it felt a little strange moving it to, uh, moving into August. Uh, but uh, but we adjusted and we just wanted to, to give it the, the best chance possible of happening. Yeah. But there's something to be said, too, about uh, live music where people come together because not only for the audience. I mean, experiencing music in a social setting like that is an entirely different experience. And certainly for the musicians, a much more rewarding experience. Because I think often audiences don't think about, and both you and I as performers can appreciate this, I think audiences often don't think about how dependent the performer is on the reaction of the audience or, or how, how uh, uh, inspiring that is for the performer, really. Yeah. yeah, it can, the reaction, the response, the connection with um, an audience definitely can shape, can shape a performance. Um, you know, as you said, you and I have both performed in front of live audiences. Um, and, you know, there have also been times when, you know, I've done a virtual performance and it's, it is a totally different experience. There is something that an artist gets there, there is much, there is a lot of give and take 
in in the experience you know with between the audience and then the person um on stage who's 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 um performing um it's 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 a very different experience and just having sitting or standing side by side with people um there's a, a totally different vibe um in mm -hmm. that type of environment mm -hmm. so uh let's get into this year's scheduling uh, what 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 challenges did you have in coming getting back into the groove of reaching out, recruiting musicians, kind of serving the function of producer of this five day event? Yeah, you know, it's really strange. I, I have said a couple of times uh, during this process that this is the hardest it's ever been for some reason, and and it wasn't because. Artists were difficult to find. Um, they, you know, they, uh, there were a lot of artists who were chomping at the bit to get back out there. But there was just this feeling of, of you know, I, I guess it feels the same way it has felt getting back on a horse, which I did a few years ago for the first time after a number of years. I mean, it just, you know, you, you can feel the pain, yeah, you know, yeah. getting back on. And that's the way it was with this. I mean, just, I think just getting reorganized. And one of the things that we try to do with this festival is we, we, we try to be very thoughtful about, um, you know, what it is, you know, the, 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 the type of jazz that we're pre presenting, making sure that there is diversity uh, in the music, diversity in the performers. Um, it's just really important that you try to, you know, you, it's not just about booking, booking artists. It's about being right. very thoughtful about it and having and making an offering that that makes sense and that's interesting that's inspirational um so we we reached out there were a couple of artists that um were not back out on, on the road again a couple of artists that we had contracted for last year i mean they just had not gotten back into the groove uh, we made an offer a re-offer to one artist who was on the fence for a long time and finally they got back to us and said he's just not ready you know, he hasn't gone into rehearsal yet, and he's just not ready. So that happened in a couple of cases. Um, with, for Diane Reeves, for example, who will be performing um, at this year's festival on Friday not, not, night, not uh, just as a performer on Friday night, but also doing a vocal workshop during mm -hmm. the day on Friday. And I want to say thank you very much to um, the Delaware Division of the Arts, the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation, uh, for uh, for supporting uh, the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival and the activities that we do, you know, with, with, with grants, uh, program grants. Um, so Diane Reeves' workshop is being supported by the Mid-Atlantic Arts Foundation, for example. But this will be Diane's only second time out in front of a live audience, you know, wow. ever since before the pandemic start, yeah. started. And part of her workshop, leading into her workshop, uh, workshop participants will have an opportunity to watch the last half hour of a rehearsal, of her rehearsal process, which is going to be, you know, interesting and fascinating. Um, so she, you know, she's just getting back out. And there are, you know, a couple of other artists who say, this is, you know, yeah, this, we're just getting our sea legs again. Um, so not only from the producing or curating uh, side of it getting you know our sea legs back or me getting my sea legs back there are artists who are you know just you know uh, getting theirs back also well i want to delve in more to the artists that you're bringing in and talk a little bit about the range of jazz because jazz is really a, a pretty broadly encompassing art form but first let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into delaware state of the arts here on news radio 1450 wilm and 1410 WDOV. 
Joining me today is Tina Betts, the Director of Cultural Affairs for the City of Wilmington, and we are talking about the Clifford Brown Jazz Festival coming up on August 4th through the 8th uh, in Rodney Square in downtown mm -hmm. Wilmington. Uh, Tina, talk a little bit about how, uh, for the person who says, oh, I love jazz or I'm not so fond of jazz, talk about the range of jazz because uh, it, art in the art world, because there are different, uh, you know, some terms we're familiar with, smooth jazz, for example, but talk about that range and how that's represented in the festival. Well, it's there, uh, you know, it is such a range that it is, you know, even difficult to, you, you can't, you, 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 it's so expansive yeah. and it keeps expanding all the time. I read an article recently where there was a discussion between Herbie Hancock and Wynton Marsalis mm -hmm. talking about, you know, jazz and, and, Wynton, and uh, Herbie said, you know, this is where Wynton and I disagree. You know, I like, you know, the idea of, of being able to infuse for, he said, for example, hip hop, you know, into my, into my new music. And then there are some artists who say, no, I really want to try to keep it. And I'm going to use the word as pure as possible. Right. So, you know, doing it for five days gives us an opportunity to explore all of those different textures uh, of jazz. I mean, for example, um, we open uh, the festival with Terrell Stafford, who's a trumpet player, and that's a nod to Clifford Brown, you know, kicking off the, uh, the, night, the night with him. Um, then we have Eric Manet, um, who is, you know, probably more, leans more of an R&B. So he brings an R&B flavor uh, to, uh, to, to jazz. Um, Kenny Barron is, you know, I would say is, is more of a straight ahead type of jazz, type of jazz artist. Um, and then we're even doing something on Sunday, Paul, where we have a choreographer, Raphael Xavier. Uh, we're we're uh, premiering one of his works um, in partnership with the Delaware Art Museum. Um, and he has infused jazz, um, break dancing, and African sounds. So, and he is just so broad. So from Wednesday through, we, through the closing on Sunday, you know, I say, even if it's a performer that you haven't heard of, even if you think you've heard that performer and you're not particularly, you know, keen on their type of jazz, I say come out. It's a free festival. It's the largest free festival on the East Coast. And, uh, you know, uh, we have presented an art, we presented artists through the years who um, at the time nobody heard of, like Haromi, for example. When she came to the festival in the early 2001s, nobody had ever heard of Haromi. She was absolutely fabulous. We brought, we brought her back two more times, and now she's Haromi. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, one of the most sought-after um, artists uh, in the world. So come out. It's a, it's a great time in Rodney Square. You will, you will get a full, you know, the full range of jazz. Uh, you know, if you come every night, you're going to be, there are going to be some surprises. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it really is, this festival represents jazz very, very well. What's, what's the start time each night? And, and all the events are taking place in Rodney Square, correct? That, well, all of the events, all of the main stage events are right. taking place in Rodney Square. Um, Diane Reeves' workshop on Friday afternoon is taking place at the Christina Cultural Arts Center. Okay. And then right. on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, we're doing late night jams. So after 
uh, the festival is over on um, Wednesday. I can't remember the night, to tell you the truth, but we're doing late night jams, two of them at the Hotel DuPont in the Le Cavier, and then two of them down at Chelsea. So check out the website, cliffordbrownjazzfest.org uh, for you know well, when the late night jams are happening. On the other nights, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, the festival starts at 5.30, okay. um, and we'll go till about 10 o'clock, 10.30 or so. Um, on Saturday, uh, the festival starts at 1, um, and then on Sunday, the festival starts at 1. That's great. Now, you alluded to uh, Diana Reed's workshop, and that leads me to the, the question about how you have used the um, Clifford Brown and his prominence here in Wilmington and in the jazz world uh, to serve as a, a foundation for teaching jazz in, in mm -hmm. Wilmington. And we were saying off air that the Boise Lowry uh, workshops are going on right now. Talk a little bit about that program. The Boise Lowry Living Jazz Residency is a, a two week intensive jazz residency for young artists who perform and compose. Um, and um, we uh, started off with at the Light of the Queen Foundation and uh, the graduate concerts would happen at the end of the two weeks at the Light of the Queen Foundation. This year they're happening on the main stage in Rodney Square. They will be the first performance on Sunday, um, July 8th. Um, we, it's a, a competitive uh, program to get in to the residency. Um, and the all expenses for the, the participants are paid by the program. In addition, uh, participants receive a per diem. Um, and, and the way that we can do that is, again, because we have the generosity of, for example, the Delaware Division of the Arts that supports the Boise Lowry Living um, Jazz Residency. So these young people are, are in town for two weeks, intensive study, workshops, composition, um, assessments, rehearsing, uh, they go into the community and perform. They also work with younger artists, I mean, artists younger than them. Um, they work with uh, students from the Christina Cultural Arts Center. They go down to the University of Delaware Jazz Camp and work with the young jazz artists there. So it's a very well-rounded experience for these young jazz artists who perform and compose. And the composition part of this, of the residency is extremely important. All of the music that is performed at the graduates concert that will happen um, on Sunday, July 8th this year in the main stage at uh, the jazz festival are all new compositions. So this is new music that's add to the jazz canon. And I've had the opportunity in the past to hear that concert at the end of the, the residency. And I can attest to just how brilliant uh, the work is that they not only compose, but then, then present. I mean, it's, it's really, really some great work. Now you talked earlier, we've got a couple minutes left. You talked earlier about Clifford Brown year round. Um, talk a little bit in the two minutes we've got left, how, what, what that looks like these days and how that has helped keep uh, jazz sort of at the forefront throughout the year here in Wilmington. 
during the pandemic, it was difficult or impossible uh, at some point for people to get out to see live performances. Yeah. So doing something on a continuing basis and being able to offer it out to the public was extremely important. And we went to, you know, what we found is that there are some people even, you know, not during a pandemic that may have a difficult time for whatever reason, going uh, to a place to see a live performance. So we will continue to do Clifford Brown year-round on a monthly basis, um, live streaming it, but also uh, going back to the original format of having a live audience also. I mean, just getting it out to, to people, as I said, because whatever the circumstances are, who simply cannot leave their home base to go see the music is very important to keeping um, the... Uh, the, you know, jazz music alive, but also keeping people connected to the art. Now, for the, for the festival itself uh, on Rodney Square, uh, it's the kind of thing where people bring their own chairs, is that right? Uh, blankets or whatever, and uh, you'll yep. have a stage set up on one end of the, uh, 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 one end of the, the park there for the, the square, is that right? Yeah, yeah. This year, the stage will be on King Street. People have been coming to the festival for years, we'll see that it's a little bit different because Rodney Square is a little bit different. Oh, you right, have a, it used to be splash. on the Washington Trust building side. Yeah, but yeah. This time well, it's, now it's on the, uh, okay, the, the uh, right. The side yeah, where right the, over yeah. where the fountain is. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, Rodney Square is beautiful. And, uh, you know, I want to thank uh, Mike, uh, our, our mayor, Mike, uh, for his vision to beautify our central square and, and uh, having the uh, festival back in this newly renovated Rodney Square will will be fantastic. But yes, bring a blanket, uh, bring a chair. Um, you know, there will be food vendors there. There are also many, many choices of restaurants close by uh, where people can go buy takeout and bring it back into the square. Um, it's a very informal gathering um, in, in a beautiful uh, spot in the center of Wilmington, Delaware. And quickly, the website where people can get more information. CliffordBrownJazzFest.org. That's CliffordBrownJazzFest.org. Well, Tina Betts, it has been a delight chatting with you about Clifford Brown and your love not only of jazz and music, but the arts and Wilmington. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Paul. It's always a pleasure.